0: hello it's uh it's thursday night y'all know what that means goon squad yeah yeah i guess we'll we we can all just do the catchphrase i mean i want to have my own catchphrase it's thursday night what's up hot dog damn it that's also hey
1: that's also not something you can't bite on people's
0: brand like that uh to be fair that's hot dogs brand no, Tyler,
1: uh, Kale was born in like the 1400s or
2: something. Biting, biting oh, yeah. on other people's brands is my brand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kale was born in the 1400s where they developed hot dogs.
2: Yeah, that's right. Well, it mm-hmm. started
1: as sausages in early Germany, um, you know, Germanic tribes. And then over time, it made it to America and Kale being born on uh, uh, America Day, you know, naturally.
0: Uh, Mar- Marco, Natural. can you tell Natural. us when the first sausage was made? Tell us how, not how the sausage was made. But mm-hmm. when the sausage was made?
1: So it was uh, Herbert von mm-hmm. uh, Sir Sausage, and uh, he just yes handed me. Nice. Good job, love that. It's good yeah. improv. Yep. And so what ended up happening was uh, this farmer,
2: right, had Look. a lot of pigs. Don't need to know how the sausage was made. When oh, was the
0: sausage when? made? When was yeah, the sausage, this is when made? Was the sausage oh, okay. made? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh,
1: backstory. Give me right? a date. So Give me
0: a year. Right now.
1: A year, fourteen thirty-seven.
0: You know so what? Like. I'm going to Google this. You are correct, fourteen thirty-seven. Was wow. the year of the first sausage? Holy shit! Yeah, yeah.
1: You know You know why you know I said 1437?
0: By by made by Marco von Sausage Bjorn. <laughs> huh? Not oh, too far no. off. Yeah, no, you were pretty close. I mean, you're not Guys, guys, Marcius. this is the comics spouse. <laughs> this is our Thursday show where we don't have uh, Sean to keep us in check um, because Sean is out celebrating his birthday. I don't have a cheer. I have a. <gasps> That's I don't have a cheer, but I have that. Um, that's what Trump. he would want.
1: Yeah, do the Trump That's one. what he would want. Actually,
0: he, I think he'd want.
2: Yo soy I think there he'd want that, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: that's right. The history of the glizzy. Yeah, glizzy history. Um, but uh, yeah, Sean's not here. He's celebrating his birthday in the did, uh, Eastern uh, Vegas. Is that what they call it? Did you guys get him anything? I got him a day off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? Sometimes it's just as, uh, just as good. Yeah.
0: I gave him a nice oh, little morning I mean, uh, morning uh, Twitter post. Okay. I
1: got him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kel were a little... Mm. Sorry? <laughs> a little suspicious.
0: Gave him a little oh, more. Th- you thought Sean tweeted it out for himself? <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be doing it for myself on Sunday. Don't worry. Um, yeah, so uh, this is the, the Comics Palace Palace polls uh, where we talk about uh, the big books of the week. Um, and this week, so Sean would show typically his... Physical copies. Um, uh, All digital episode, baby. Let's go. This is is the digital boys. Um, So I'll just go through the slides. I'll go through the slides. Um, So this week we are going to be reading um, Dual Powerbomb, number one, by Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. Uh, The Jurassic League by also Daniel Warren Johnson, uh, but with uh, one Gideon on art, and also Mike Spicer. So... Uh, we're also reading Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number one. Uh, and we're going to be finishing it off with X-Men Red, number three. Um, huh, big, so big, uh, pretty, pretty juicy week in comics, I would say. So um, doing do the, get, the
1: reverse of uh, of Sean, where he starts with the, the worst books and goes through to the, the best.
0: You know what? I figured Sean's not here. I'm going to spice things up. I'm going to Mike Spicer things up. Let's go. For, for this episode, um, but just want to let you know you can follow us so you know you can help us out by joining our Patreon, com- patreoncom slash Um This week uh, we just put out uh, today actually we put out the new episode of Palin Around, which is a mm. Patreon exclusive audio video video uh, podcast where um, we just talk about whatever, whatever the hell we want, and it's much more organized than Cal and I vamping for twenty minutes um, for the show. Um, there's a, a topic. There is. I, th- uh, I thought our
2: vamping was actually quite organized.
0: It was very relaxed. It felt like yeah. um, it felt like I was sitting at a McDonald's at seven o'clock in the morning with the old people there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what yeah.
2: better? You got a you got your plate of biscuits and gravy in front of you. I don't think what, what it, McDonald's does biscuits and gravy. Hold on. Hotcakes. Oh, Hotcakes. My granddad used to go to a place called Brahms, and I. We, they, they always have uh, biscuits and gravy.
1: Johan von Brahm, the inventor of biscuits and gravy? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. That's it. My granddad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So we actually, uh, speaking of which, we talked about food on uh, Powering Around this week. Uh-huh. So the hunger continues.
2: Yeah. Do you guys, can you guys remember any, anything we
0: can tease? Uh, we, we discussed Wait, our favorite quit. fast food restaurants.
2: What's your favorite hot dog related
0: food? Ooh, hot dog wait. related? Or can we just say hot dog topping? Yeah. Well, yeah. If it's I a mean, hot it's dog, mustard. say what kind of it's hot mu- dog? It's mustard. Um, I like – so my, my, the best hot dog I've ever eaten is a grazed papaya hot dog with mustard, onions, and sauerkraut. Like it's yeah, just
2: – I can't get into those papaya dogs I oh, tried. so good. They're
0: so good. And they're quick, too. And I bumped into Regis Philbin at one of them. Okay. Yo, I watched Regis suck on a glizzy. <laughs> he slurped that boy down. It was erotic. Um, yeah. RIP Regis Philbin. Is he dead? No, he's <laughs> but, just canceled. He but he is, is barely alive. <laughs> is he? I thought he was dead. Whoops. Well, I mean, uh, I'll just cut this out and uh, put it out when uh, he does die.
2: Uh, <laughs> Mine? Sure chili is. cheese dog. Ooh, okay. Is it?
0: Uh, hmm. That's fair. That's fair.
1: I was introduced by my ex. Uh, a, it's a Colombian hot dog, which has.
0: Do your ex introduced you <laughs> to some Colombian hot dog. Hey,
1: that's right. Yes. <laughs> hey, <laughs> oh, hey what's yo, up? <laughs> what's up? Uh, it is Finish it. pineapple. Um, uh, a mayo, uh, like a pink sauce, garlic mayo, and then uh, crushed chips, uh, like Lay's chips on top,
2: on a, on a
1: yeah, like a hot dog bun.
0: Screams dog, Colombian yeah. to me. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: yeah, it. You know what? Fucking delicious. It's called a hot. Nothing. I've had. Ha- I
0: once had a hot dog with uh, popcorn and chocolate and peanut butter sauce on top of it.
1: And if you um, want more of this, go listen to the
0: Food Yeah, the, pals. we didn't talk about hot dogs on that show, but listen to, we'll listen to the, the Foodie Pals? Food Pals? I think it's called the Food we Pals. We should talk about the Food Friends. Yeah. The, food, the Food Friends. Uh, Regis Philbin is dead. I looked it up. He died in 2020. Bless up. Bless up, Regis. I I, mm. um, we he he died up. in a bit of a busy year for, for stuff. Yeah. So that kind of got... I think we need to... That's why I'm glad I talked about Regis Philbin. Get, give him the, the RIP credit he was due. July 2020 we're a little we're a little busy but some stuff um, so uh, but yeah follow us on patreon um, should be good should be a good show and uh Sean had another um, newsletter this week so if you if you subscribe at the three dollar tier you can read the newsletters which my newsletter uh, last week triggered a lot of people's uh, OCD and anxiety um, so maybe uh, <laughs> read that one or not nobody you subscribe who knows
2: yeah y'all should just do what I do and Don't read them.
0: (laughs) Kale doesn't even read his own. I don't know how how it happens.
2: (laughs) Somehow I make it and
0: throw it out the door. (laughs) A a true writer. Um, All right, let's talk about do a power bomb numero uno. Uh, So this is the new Image Comics number one by super. I think superstar is a funny word to use here. Superstar artist Daniel Warren Johnson. That's a wrestling term, guys. Man, Sean not being here for the wrestling book is going to be a bit of a, an interesting one. Uh, well, I'm aware of what a superstar is. Yeah, it's like a WWE superstar. You know? That's what they call themselves. They're not wrestlers, they're superstars. Mm. Um, but yeah, superstar artist Danny Warren Johnson with uh, his good, good buddy Mike Spicer on Colors. Um, this, is, this has been a long time coming. I believe it. I don't know if you guys read the, the back matter on this book. Mm. Yeah. Um, I love a good number one back matter. You know, it explains, you know, why this book exists, especially for independent books like this. Um, But it explains how he got into comics right around the birth of his daughter because her sleep schedule was real. Uh, Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he got into wrestling uh, right around the birth of his daughter because the the baby's sleep schedule was so uh, irregular. So he'd be up in the middle of the night. And he got his New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is funny because that's when it would be on because of the time difference. So if he's going to be watching those pay-per-views, it is, you know... I'd wake up at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning to watch the main event, you know? So, stuff like that. Wow. So... Wild. Uh, and if you follow him on any kind of social media, Instagram, he's been drawing wrestlers, for you know, since then, you know? He yeah. draws a really great uh, Naito. Um, he comes out with a Wrestletober. His Inktober, at least for the past two years, has been Wrestletober, where really? he has just drawn wrestlers. And I've gotten the... um Little sketchbooks. He's, I have it somewhere in my bookshelf, um, but they're great. You know, he just draws like some of my favorites like Okada or Ray Phoenix. Um, dude's got good taste, too. Um, but there's like a kineticism to just a still sketch um, that's now translated into a full-on, full-fledged, ongoing comic uh, or uh, mini. mini. Yeah, it's one of seven. Um, but what do you guys think about this one?
1: Daniel Warren Johnson hits, and and when he hits, he fucking hits it out of the park. Mm. This was incredible, frankly. Uh, it uh, there was definitely a moment where the page turn got me, and I just mouth agape. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the way he carries momentum, not only in the actual images that he that he draws, but in the narrative, he's he's pushing you towards something, and for you to feel something. And then he just fucking rips it away. And uh, it, it reminded me of Beta Ray Bill, that first issue, very similar, had a, that those emotional beats of just introduction, you know, context, and then uh, what is the the conflict? And in that, it was, you know, he, he didn't feel like he could be loved. In this one, it's tragedy. And that was a great setup for, I, I uh, didn't realize this series was going was gonna to follow the daughter. Uh, and yeah. And so when I, when you first see, uh, I guess full spoilers, but when we, when we see, um, the mother die, uh, that shit tore me up. And I'm like, wait, who's, are we following the dad after this? Like, what's going on? And th- the way it brings it back to the daughter full circle is just amazing. I absolutely love this.
2: Yeah. This ruled, um, man, just the, uh, we probably don't have to talk about it too much but just the way that johnson like he drops the little hints he builds what you know the big tragedy like you see this this dude's leg shake a little and then it slips off the rope man come on yeah like like marco i went oh no dude it was so good tragic but incredible yeah uh-
0: um Please. I was going to say, Danny Warren Johnson has a way of hitting emotional beats in the most simplistic manner. Like, he just he just finds, like, it was like Beta Ray Bill. Uh, he, Beta Ray Bill felt a little outcast, and there was like a body image issue going on. But it was straightforward and relatable. This one is literally just the relationship between mother and daughter, and that's told in four pages, or four or five pages, and then you're in. You're suckered in. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's just so effortless where I feel like anyone else trying to tap tap into that, like, emotional beat can just feel almost ham-fisted at times, if that makes sense. Um, Where, like, even, like, I don't know if you guys read um, uh, Murder, Falcon at all. Yeah. Yep. Um, Yep. Again, super straightforward. No frills. Like, this guy lost his wife to cancer, and and it's, you know how does he deal with that? Um, Or, or I don't want to spoil the book, but um, uh, things happen. And it's a guy kind of coming to terms with loss. Really? I think that's a better way of describing it. Mm. Um, And like, that's what this book is. And I I think the idea of loss is, is a theme throughout uh, Danny Warren Johnson's um, work. It's loss and coming to grips with that, Mm. accepting that. And, kind of thriving from it. What loss can give you. Like I can see that in Beta Bell or even in, in um, uh, I have it over, Extremity. Uh, another one of his, probably I first big one. one. Ooh, that's a good sci-fi one, Marco. Yeah, so, I
1: have it. I just haven't opened
0: it. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and at the same time, this also is a book where somebody does a falcon arrow. Like in somehow uh, I they a, Yeah like they do Never gets the pinfall though That's the thing That's the thing about the Falcon Arrow Nobody ever actually wins With that move Even though it's pretty cool looking Um, But like uh, The idea of a wrestling book Is tricky Uh, WWE's had a comic book before Um, Yeah Rather than focusing on The actual in-ring stuff He really focused on The fantastic You know Outside of the ring stuff You know Behind the scenes There would be It's more of the drama Part of it Rather than the actual action um, but this book does not shy on the actual wrestling, um, which on paper you think would be hard because wrestling is its movement, its speed. How do you convey that on paper? And uh, Daniel Warren Johnson does it.
2: You have the skill of Daniel Warren Johnson. That's yeah.
0: good. Yeah. He knows the exact right points for a for a move. There's a couple moves in here that that are pretty iconic, I guess. But he knows the exact points of certain, certain um, transitions in a move to pinpoint that, draw that, and then within three of those images you can see what the entire move is.
1: Because um, you have to capture, like as much as you mm-hmm. have to capture movement, you have to capture the movement at the peak of what it is, right? Yep. At, at the, the yeah. top of an arc or at the top, uh, in, in one of the cases, at the top of the the rope, so right? you you have to cap- capture the moments where, like even though I didn't recognize the moves, I could tell okay this is this and the subsequent panel will show like the conclusion of what that action is.
2: Yeah, you can you can imagine the follow-through. Yes, exactly.
1: That's hard to do. Incredibly hard to do, and I think he does this masterfully.
0: Yeah, like I don't I don't know of anyone in comics able to do that currently as well as this. Um the the twist, I think, is a good little like a little twist too, because it, even in the promotional art, I'm like, oh, okay, this is our main character. Um, it's not, yeah. Um, which I guess, I guess, the main A cover kind of spoils it for you. But um, then it sort of having, I guess, the, the secondary twist is the fact that it is uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, is that what it what it seems?
2: Yeah, that's what it seems. Yeah.
0: yeah. So when I talk to Daniel Warren Johnson, probably two, maybe three years ago at this point, um, he mentioned this book as an idea. He's like, "Oh yeah, I want to do I want to do Mortal Kombat with different types of wrestlers. You know, I want to do Luchador. I want to do yeah. the kind of Haas wrestler." And like, I'm super excited to see what he comes up with. Yeah, like, man. I want to come up with like a nice southern, big, chubby dude who just does massive clotheslines, Stan Hansen style. You know, like. Or or more luchadors, or give me like I don't know, like a Hardy Boys gimmick to show in this, like iconic stuff like that. Because uh, there's there's a lot of stuff you can play with in the realm of wrestling.
2: Yeah,
1: I I like the way he, uh, very like gently teases the fantastic that, that sort of darker fantasy element. Like when we first come into it, right? We're we're watching a TV, but it wasn't until I like went back to reread the issue that I'm like oh wait a minute there's skulls there like I, I, I didn't notice the things around it and it's like oh he's established something there then he has a hint later on where it's just the the smiling face of this you know figure uh who is still watching the tv and um you don't know how those things quite yet connect until it culminates at the end and I think the way he he layers that out is uh again just rife for it
0: Yeah, I I love this. I, mean, I think this is my easily my pick of the week. Um, A thousand percent. Yeah, even, I could have told you this was my pick of the week three weeks ago before even reading it, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just like Taylor made for me. Tyler made for me. Um, hey, that was great.
1: This was this was announced and this was my pick of the week.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was my future pick of the week. Uh, but yeah, I, I would I would recommend this. So one of the, the thing I would say is because wrestling is not everyone's bag, um, not everyone is really into it. Some people view it as you know an inferior thing. Some people view it as um, it's low uh, art. Yeah, yeah, low low art. Um, it's like comics. But I would say that even in the back matter, uh, DWJ mentions like this book is the it's his effort to get people into wrestling. Um, he mentions like this is gonna be his love letter and I hope that you can then love what I love through this. Um
1: and he which, does a pretty good job. And damn it, if, I think. Like like I uh, I think one of the uh, one of the things I'm glad for is like through osmosis, I sort of understand some of the the larger mechanics, like the k like kayfabe and i understand you know you have mm-hmm. a heel and you you have your your heel your, your protagonist here and um when uh whenever you guys mention that you bring in the the real like the real characters but you play that into the storyline like mm-hmm. when, when she mentions and again i i love his beats um when he mentions uh when you is talking about you know when she wanted the the belt and she just wanted the fame and the glory and all of a sudden there's this this empty panel with silence and then just but then i became a mother and you're like oh th- this is the emotional beat and then fucking Son comes in and it's like you're a piece of shit like you're you're you're, you're fake to all of to all of these yep. fans like stop like i'm like oh i get it and i understand how you can play that up because it's real she has a daughter and she would care for that and she could learn something from that and for this guy to shit on that i'm like i get it fuck you cobra son and and then realizing that that's his role is to be hated and and mm-hmm. uh, and to be someone that you're just like well i hate to hate that i love to hate this guy
0: yeah sometimes in wrestling the, the the best way to get heat is the low-hanging fruit you know mm. interrupt her while she's talking about her family easy mm. Um, and just like little, little intricacies, intricacies like that is what DWJ is really getting in this, which I, which I enjoy. Um, but yeah, we, uh, also read another Daniel Warren Johnson book, Jurassic League number two. Uh, this is a uh, DC comics, uh, two of six miniseries. Um, we read the first issue a couple uh, I guess a month back at this point. Uh, this is written by Daniel Warren Johnson with art by Juan Gideon and colors by Mike Spicer. Uh, I think we were all pretty pretty hot on it in the first issue. No. Um, no? We were no. not.
1: I don't think I was on that first one.
0: Okay. Well, I'm curious to see what you think.
1: This felt like Saturday morning cartoons and anime. Uh, th- this, to me, was a fucking anime. Uh, the, it's just like hearing, what is it? The uh, I forgot the, the bat name, but like. the um, Batsaur? Okay, how could you
2: forget <laughs> Batsaur? That's <laughs> our <are>, like <laughs> take take a guess at Superman's name.
1: <laughs> Super <sore>. Oh man. <laughs> but but like the hearing the I could hear the voice in my head, right? I could hear it it sounded like a um like a Raditz or something or like what would you would one would imagine freezes well. You, you can you can hear the sort of over dramatic tone and you could hear the at least for me, I like the Uh, the -the over-the-top nature of what this is and johnson knows what he's doing here he knows this is dumb this is just for this is goofy to another level and i think for that it it works pretty well
0: yeah this book is stupid um and i mean that lovingly um it's fucking dumb and it knows it's fucking dumb um, it's not that's trying to be anything besides that. You know, like it's it's Batsore and Supersore and uh, Wonderdon um, <laughs> versus other. Uh, although Atrocissor, 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 I don't yeah, know. That one was, Whatever. That one was hard. Uh, that's a hard one to say. Brontezaro. Um, yeah, this, but you're right. You, you say Saturday morning cartoon show. I think of like, oh, is me playing with my toys when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. you know just coming up with these stupid ideas in my head yeah the toy was just a dinosaur but no in my head it was batman um and it's that on on paper this is not reinventing the wheel it is nothing revel revelatory of the medium you know and it's not really hitting any emotional beats like you know dual power bomb did um this is just a guy playing with toys um and i appreciate it for what that is because sometimes like in my stack that book's a palate cleanser you know (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, you know, like, uh, what, what did I have on, on here? Like a, we'll, we'll talk about cap coming up, but like, that's a little heavier at, at points. Mm-hmm. Um, this is lighthearted and stupid and goddamn that one getting an art is good. Very good. Um,
2: yeah. It's, I mean, you know, obviously you can't, you can't deny that. It's just for me, there's very little here. Hmm. Uh we say we said last time that this should be a very me book and I just what am I doing here? We'll have <laughs> like, to DC DC, DC Mex for that, I guess. I doubt it. Maybe. <laughs> it's just man, this is just it's too it's too little is is I think my thing. Like whereas I mean, Powerbomb it's like, you know, same as like Murder Falcon is uh johnson johnson is a good writer right he can take he can take this very simple thing and give it complex emotions through a relatively easy story and i don't mean any of that pejoratively but with this it's just like uh let's just take uh, an episode of super friends and make it dinosaurs (laughs) and i'm just like is that it
0: it almost feels like the title came first you know Yeah. yeah. or like I wonder if um, uh, what am I call it uh, no wait Jurassic isn't WB right like Jurassic Park stuff never mind I was going to be like oh, I wonder if there's some kind of synergy little. going on there because what movie just came out um, but I, I guess expecting synergy at, at WB Discovery at this point is probably a, <laughs> a shot yeah. in the dark <laughs> um, but I agree it, there's really nothing here um, in terms of substance um even like the conflict, it's like all right, let's just see them fight it's it's that that line of that uh Godzilla versus Kong or whatever, or, or actually yeah. it was just Godzilla It was like let them fight, yeah um, but yeah i mean i I'm kind of okay with that, you know personally
1: I don't mind it I think it I think it works for what it is um it very much is just dumb fun and i think sometimes that's that's okay for this uh, for this book that's okay for the concept it's okay it's a mini we're not going to get much more of this i think he's just going to tell you know his his condensed story
2: and we're good in and out the colors in in this book are incredible because yeah. they don't even feel like regular is it spicer on these colors as well it is spicer yep Because it doesn't even feel like the other Spicer we've seen on Daniel or Johnson. This is it's brighter, it's uh, Hmm. um, uh, more saturated. Maybe I don't know. I'm not an artist.
0: I see what you mean though. Yeah, like, but it's it's all
2: vibrant, like very, very vibrant.
0: I I think Marco's, you know, talk of uh, it being a Saturday morning cartoon works in that regard. You know, it's tons of primary colors bright vibrant primary colors and we get to the secondary colors and we see the bad guys like typical superhero good v bad color theory mm. um that just works well you know um, although that the little gross body horror of that giant embryo with the intestines you can feed yourself yeah them, yeah that's weird. a little gross i, I kind of like that because it's a little yeah, cronenbergian mean, but i'll give uh, you
2: that i mean that
0: uh, Gideon's uh, facial work Even for dinosaurs is yeah. great I'm gonna pull a Marco and try to show this off uh, But like this Like look, 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 look a batsaur right there yeah. right? Like it's just A great little panel um, That's you know This is throughout the book There's a point where Giganta uh, Or or sorry I'm b- <laughs> Bizarre uh God I don't even know how to pronounce the Bizarre names The names are a little tricky uh, but he gets punched in the gut and he has like this real sort of cartoony, almost like a like gorillas is the way I'm seeing it. Like the band gorillas um, with like that kind of art style um, mm. where It's super animated, especially in the face. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd recommend the book. Like I'd recommend the book if it was like if I know you just want something stupid, like if you're looking for, you know, something groundbreaking this isn't it Um, but it's fun
1: this this I think I'd recommend this to somebody who's into comics already because I don't know that this is something to introduce like this is not a, a my first comic as much as it is you know dumb fun I think you have to appreciate you have to have a different appreciation of the medium to be able to try to understand what's
2: going on here I think I disagree I really? think you could hand this to a kid easy, and they would love it.
0: Hmm. Okay, the, the the basic tropes are there: Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, you know that's all there. But like, I think I, I think Marco is right. We're like, I would almost recommend this to a jaded comic book fan <laughs> first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, it's not a, they're not all like that. You can you can try something else. You know,
1: uh, Kale.
2: I <laughs> uh, no, I don't like it. This is a hard pass. For me. Okay, maybe I'm <laughs> wrong. Then.
0: Maybe I'm wrong. Give this to um, an eight
2: year old, and they'll have a blast. But
0: so this is a pass for
2: you, Cal. Yeah, I didn't like. Wasn't in the first one. Not into this one. Yeah, I, I found it boring. That. I like for me, it's uh, not boring. That's that's too harsh. Like, you know the the art is absolutely incredible and it's kinetic and you know you feel things when they happen and you know the the emotions and everything are there. The beats are there. It just, I it's too um a cardboard cutout for mm. me
0: okay you just you like, need more from it
2: there is no depth
0: no. um personally i pull it um i enjoy it
1: yeah i I'd, I'd pull mm. it for what it is and if yeah um, i think if you're looking for more this isn't necessarily the book so would would caveat that that pull with if you want a little bit more of that depth, if you want the, the Daniel Warren Johnson of doer power bomb, this isn't it.
0: Yeah. I'd almost say like, I can pull this book alone. Even if you took out all the word balloons, it was just art. Like, I think like the, the Juan Gideon art is like the star of the show for me. Okay. Um, mostly because mm-hmm. there really isn't much of a story. It's bad guys fighting good guys. Like you can get that with that words. Sure. Um, and then half of the characters can't even understand each other. So like the words aren't really necessary. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, I would om- I would actually kind of like to in- to see or read uh, an issue of this without word balloons, just so I can take in all of the art everywhere. Um, mm. But yeah, that's it. Um But we also read uh, the second Captain America number one in the last month, uh, Captain America Sentinel of Liberty number one. Uh, let me get the creative team, because it's a little bigger. Um, this is by Jackson uh, Lansing and Colin Kelly as writer- writers. Uh, artist Carmen Carnero. Uh Letterer uh Joe Carmagna, Color Art by Nolan Woodard. Uh, yep. uh so this is the the second number one in the new um, I guess two caps books. We read previously, uh Symbol of Truth, um, uh, which was the Sam Wilson, Captain America, and this is uh, uh Steve Rogers number one. Um so I'll say right off the bat, I I kind of really like this. Um I think there are, are some things here. That I haven't seen in Captain America in a while, um, specifically that Cap really gets back to his roots on the lower east side, quite literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> he moves into his childhood apartment that is yeah. a rat infested shithole. Um, but I, but I like Steve I think the most when he's just like a man of the people, and that's what this book is trying to be. Um, he's not going to dimensions. Z. he's not fighting outer space. He's not the Avenger. He's Steve, who happens to also have the shield. Um, and I think that's when he's most likable. Yeah, for
2: me, this was Captain America when I started reading Captain America, when he was just kind of doing stuff around the city and waxing poetic about people in America and what it means to be Captain America.
0: When when you say, when you read Captain America, do you, know, do you remember what runs you... It was well before Brew Baker.
2: Um it would have been I know it would have been right around Amazing Spider Man five hundred. Jay, Jay Lee was on it and that's where I really solidified my hate for Jay Lee. Oh why? Jay Lee was that's on right. Captain
0: America or Spider Man? Captain America. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know he had a
2: Um Yeah, couldn't tell you. I ha- I still have the books, but I, I don't um it's like a I haven't looked at them in a long time. Chuck Austin could be yeah could be i guess at that point you weren't really focused
0: on the the writers at the time yeah i
2: didn't know um yeah this was okay uh again this we sort of said something similar i think about um the i can't remember if it was the zero issue or uh the falcon cap number one but it it feels i don't know this doesn't feel like a number one to me what do you mean uh well no i take that back because it is setting up a status quo and it's it's doing you know it's talking about it it's showing who steve is now and who he's trying who he's uh he's trying to be is showing his life and then we get into the the costume antics i
1: i appreciated that because it felt a bit more organic i i've not read any captain america run beyond what we've read for either a book club or actually no yeah for a book club or stuff that we've read for uh possibles but like this was i, I think by to what you guys are saying by having him start off as just a normal person that intrigued me more because I'd rather learn about the man behind the, the shield, than sort of who he is with it. I appreciated it for that, because it, it, it just grounded him a bit more. It grounded him to it gave me a reason to, to want to care for the character beyond just what he's become. And for me, he's become a brand. Uh, this felt a bit more of just all right we're we're trying to show you that he's a human and he is a person that you want to follow because he is good he sets the example um you know the antithesis of america i guess but uh, <laughs> this this was good this was this was a pretty this was if uh Dewar Powerbomb power was not on this week's polls uh, this would probably would have been my, my pull book of the week well,
0: one of the things, one of the things this book did well was like it, it, it gives Cap like a creative, like a, not a creative, um, um, an extended, uh, side characters, you know, I, um, the words escaping me. Uh, there's an extended Asked. cast, I guess. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Um, of just normal people, you know, sure, yeah. sure. Bucky, Winter her soldiers in this, um, uh, and yes, they kept his cats. Uh, that is a development in the past, like three or four years where, uh Bucky's just like a cat dude. Um but uh he just has friends who are like he's trying to get back into art again, which is like a thing that that's always yeah. been in Steve's backstory. He's an artist. That was his first really? thing. Old, old. Yeah. yeah, did you know he used to uh draw for Mar for Captain America comics?
2: No. Yeah.
1: Get out. That's it's so a cool. Bit of
0: cool. But it's like a good like uh uh kind of a Marvel fun fact that I don't feel enough writers bring up you know, because nobody really touches caps every day stuff. And there are yeah. multiple pages where he's at like a baseball game wearing a Brooklyn Dodgers jersey, which I thought was a great yeah. little touch. <laughs> that was yeah, that was um, so weird. yeah, instead of like a Yankees thing. And it turns out he's a Mets fan instead of a Yankees fan, which.
2: Oh, Brooklyn Dodgers. Of course. Yeah. Yes, i exactly. see L.A. Dodgers. Why would you be wearing an L.A.
0: Dodgers? And it was a little a little darker. It wasn't like a pure white. It was like yeah. a kind of like yeah, old yeah, school yeah. jersey of kind of thing. Oh, man, I would love a Brooklyn Dodgers jersey. That's something I got to yeah. look into. Um, but there's that he he's doing art he has his friends that he's like in a ham radio club which is such like an, like an old person thing to do <laughs> but these are like his old friends and they have names and like they're helping him decipher things he's got like the man in the chair now which is just a whole bunch of people who like doing crosswords like <laughs> it's this this cast of just normal people um, that I, I haven't seen before the cast is always like oh it's Sharon Carter she's off the board we don't have to deal with that we don't have to deal with yeah. peggy carter we don't have to deal with any of the carters um sam's off the board in this way too you know it's really just bucky almost i feel like out of necessity just to make sure there's more than one superhero on it um and well, then the and, idea
2: and i think bucky is there also to you know in that scene where he uh, he shoots the the guy the the terror or whatever Uh, You know, it gives it gives us a chance to see that Cap will even stop Bucky. You know, Mm -hmm. it'll even he'll even step in when his friends are uh, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think think Bucky's a good
0: Bucky's a good foil here, too. Yeah. Where I feel like, you know, Bucky's become Cap. You know, Bucky has kind of just been diet Captain America, even when he's not Captain America. He's just Cap of the gun. Um, and this is showing the real differences between Bucky and Cap, especially because Cap was on ice the whole time. He's got to kind of keep who he was. Um, Bucky hasn't. He's been morphed to something else. Yep. Um, and his story is not trying to keep who he was. It's it's trying to reclaim who he was. It's his, his arc always um, because that was taken from him. So and I think I can see maybe like. We're getting more Bucky going on. He's kind of doing his own investigation on the side here uh, with the Destroyer, which is like an old World War II Mystic Comics character um, that is now being reimagined uh, for this. Um, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. The Carnera art is just clean, like that that opening double page spread where the panels are the different stars, uh, the different stripes in the shield, yeah. uh, and you get all the different eras of Cap. Um, was just tasty. I love the good thing where it shows off the Rogues gallery in a little little collage.
2: Yeah, yeah. It felt very. Um, his style feels very uh, Stuart Eminent mixed with uh, Brett Booth. Especially that is a in combination. The, um, yeah, the you know, especially in the the actual cap scenes versus the Steve scenes.
0: Yeah, I could see like her her art's a little scratchy but clean at the same time. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's especially in the costume for me and the way like Mm.
0: the mask sort of forms his mouth. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so Marco, even as like a a cap noob, I guess, in a way you were, you were down with this, huh?
1: I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This, I think if this was my introduction to cap, um, I, I mean I, I mentioned it in the twitch chat right now but like I, i'm gonna keep up with this one this one was genuinely really well done i think the, the art did a lot for me for that reason um but also just the to what you said kale like he's just waxing poetic a bit here and i really enjoyed those moments because it's uh it's it's a bit of that depth that you talked about right and i think this had a little bit more of that than um and and i read this as, i read the the books on uh Powerbomb, Jurassic League actually and then this one and I ended with X-Men Red so I think that palette cleanser and then this coming right after uh, was very uh, yeah, yeah it, it it did a lot for me
0: uh, I recommend it was uh, an easy pull for me, it's number one it's good looking, it's Captain America you see him uh, get a little awkward having to draw a nude model, um, I gotta love aw- Awkward Steve, it's just adorable it's endearing yeah
2: Absolute pull, yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's fine. I think sure. I would wait uh, wait out a trade to see if it's going to do anything unique. Um, it feels... It, to me, it feels, like I said, like stuff I've read before. There's not a... It doesn't feel like a whole lot of anything new yet. So, I think I'd trade wait it.
0: That's fair. For me, it's like... This hasn't been something i read before, because... I started with the Rubicker stuff. Yeah. So since then, it's been espionage or sci fi. You know, like, right. Those are your right. two flavors. So a little more ground yeah, level, it, Steve, is something I'd been. It's, a, it's a
2: great number one. Like, if, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, looking to get into Captain America, I would a thousand percent recommend this versus, you know, um, Hell uh, Hydra or whatever the
0: fuck. That was him in the claws, right? On the right hand side. That was the uh, Supreme Hydra cap, I believe. Who still exists oh, out there? He's yeah, still definitely.
2: around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, great place to start with Cap. So, like, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, but for me, it's fine.
0: Okay. okay. Um, so we are also we're gonna finish off with uh, another Marvel book. This uh, being X Men Red number three. This is by um, uh, Al Ewing, uh, Stefano Caselli. And I want to say I always forget the first name. Uh, hold on, I'm bringing it up. Uh, it is Federico Blee. Oh, and photo uh, photo bunkers Fernando Cifuentes on colors. Photo. Uh, a photo. <laughs> what was it? Photo bro, uh, proto bunker. I guess it's a coloring studio or like an art studio. are oh. they? Really. <laughs> You know, like, VC has, like, Joe Caramagna for letters and stuff. I don't know. Okay. It's always hard to find the, the X-Men credits pages because it's part of, like, that. Uh... Oh, thank you. We got a new follow from Yasaya. Is that, like, Yasaya? Yasaya. Yeah. We, oh, we lost a follower. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: easy come, easy go. That yeah.
0: happens. Uh, so uh, have, we, have we reviewed all three of the issues so far? Uh
2: this? I definitely didn't do number 2.
0: Okay. So Oh, so you should go to your if, doctor. I don't know if we
2: did uh, that, a, then.
0: Okay. Hey, hey, i Thanks for Thanks for following us. Um so you didn't do number 2. You should have some laxative. Um <laughs> But uh I think number 2 was the first. I don't know if I don't know if Stefano Caselli started off with number 1. Uh if I don't remember.
1: Um he's been on the book since the beginning,
0: no.
2: Yeah, I think uh, so. It Could be.
0: Could be. Um I got to say I was getting kind Game of Game of Thrones vibes from this one. Uh which is probably a cliché thing to say at this point. But the as soon as we got to the battle scene, like shit started happening. Shit was going yeah. down. Uh and it moved at a very fast clip that I was like, "Oh, okay. Okay. I'm I'm kind of into this." Um I thought this was a lot of fun, personally
1: i this one was a slog um really for whatever reason i just did not um i don't know i i couldn't get into it i it it wasn't until the action sort of came in that what they were talking about started to play out Mm -hmm. um but i felt like a lot of the preamble before was just empty like it was just people It was just talking heads and I don't think that it was done as well as other x-men books have done it um to get to sort of the the big moment and once we were there similar to you right the pace picked up I just kind of woke up again but before that I was just kind of like oof okay we get it you're you're talking about how is this going to affect you know potentially affect your position in uh in the, the what is it i forgot what the Rocco's equivalent of the quiet council is um but these like power plays that they were trying to talk about i think Hmm. wasn't as entertaining as i thought they'd be
2: i'm very tired of these characters who think they know everything and they want you to know that they know everything i know that's a very um Modern comics thing, and I'm just so fucking tired of these smug ass characters.
0: I can name at least four of them in this issue alone.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst being, I felt it the worst from Abigail Brand. Yeah, and that said, that is her brand. But hey. I just, man, it fucking. I'm so sick of it. Just drives me up the wall now. It's
0: not fun. Really, um, I kind of had I kind of had fun with that aspect of it. I mean, that's just my my taste.
2: I mean, fun. okay, but it's been like twenty years. Like, can we not have a character that doesn't know something? <laughs> I guess. I guess.
1: That's Someone that's a little ignorant.
0: Um, I think, strangely enough, that's Storm in this book.
1: <laughs> and you know what? Actually, that that feels right and sorry that that feels like it is but that doesn't feel right for her because she's she i feel like is much more of a character that has control over a lot of situations and typically does but in this case she's kind of she's playing second fiddle to magneto here when i thought this book would have been more so about her and her kind of doing power plays
0: hmm I hope it's building to that. I hope that what this book is, it's building to like everyone around Storm is like, "Oh, I know what Arako needs," you know, like he's got to do these things. And then Storm being like, at, you know, eventually be like, "No, no, I'm the one." Because they keep alluding to that. They're like um I think it was uh Brand who said, you know, "Oh, you know, Arako needs royalty." Um, yeah. That's why I'm gonna try and get Vulcan on, on the on the seat. Um, you know, Magdino's always the guy who is like that, that helmet must be super heavy because it's always weighing on him and having to wear that, that crown, you know. Yeah. Uh,
2: I yeah, I think I think it it sort of feels like Storm will come out a bit like Simba. You know, at the mm. end of the Lion King, she'll like you know, she'll make her move and she'll be the rightful you know ruler or whatever, however she wants to rule, mm. which is kind of how it's already been set up, but it feels like there's no like respect or whatever being paid towards storm,
1: yeah, yeah, like the respect that she's deserving of that, especially in the position that she's in for the series yeah. Um, yeah she's she's an equivalent to royalty here, but I don't feel the that energy she's not giving off that queen energy bro
0: she doesn't want it that's the thing too like she doesn't want to do that she's expressly not doing that
1: but that's fine and i think that's a good conflict to have in the story is i don't Mm -hmm. want it but i do wear the crown and i don't feel Mm -hmm. like she even wears the crown to be able to say i don't want it
0: fair yeah yeah Uh, i think for me the highlight of this book was uh uh, sunspot i love sunspot so much um he's another one another smug (laughs) asshole yeah, I mean, but he's always been smug. and like, that's kind of what I like about him. But his whole thing where like he just essentially he wins by double dog daring somebody who can't lose. <laughs> that was um, funny. And it Yeah, took, once I thought that was great. It, yeah.
2: It took me a second to figure that out.
0: Yeah, cuz I had to be like, "Wait, I guess that's right. If you tell her." Yeah. I bet if he, you. If, and insult her. Yeah, you, if he yeah. bets
2: on the on the loss, then she has to side where he wants her then oh yeah and i had to do a lot of mental math there yeah
0: i thought it was a good use of her power set because her power set was dumb before (laughs) it's like oh this obtuse thing she can't lose uh well let's play yeah
2: it's an interesting way to show it uh because it'd be impossible to show Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yep
1: they, they did that in the first issue too, where she abstains because whatever her whatever her vote yeah. would be would be the winning vote. I, I think they've been using her power set pretty effectively to showcase how powerful it is. It, it, it's like when um it's like when you when you show don't show the monster, right? Like you only show glimpses of it or you don't uh straight up allude to it because then it weakens it. Or it, it it sort of dilutes what the the shock value or the value therein is yeah. and if we were to see her just be like oh yeah you win and i you win right then that's boring it, it doesn't feel all that unique this is much more where she can she has to be smart about her powers because if not they could be mis, misused and this was a good example of a moment where she slips
0: mm-hmm. and also an x-men 99 of the x-men powers are visual hers isn't how do you play yeah. on that in a comic book in a visual medium yeah um, exactly which, you know, at, at first glance, I thought they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with her. I'm like, oh, it's just going to be the same old shit. But, like, this is a good play on it. And she loses her cool. She flips out. Um, so much so she snaps Sunspot's neck. Which, again, playing on the whole, like, mutants can't die thing. Let's just lean into it at this point. They kill off two more mutants in this. Um, I like how there's that other subsect of uh, X-Men with a, with a Thunder Thunderbird, Cable, and... um. Uh, what uh Aiden, Aiden Fesey I don't I forget his uh his X-Men name
1: oh so it's with an M
0: the guy who does the portals the, yeah, the yeah, Australian yeah. guy with the portals yeah um they're kind of doing their own thing on the side there which I you know I thought it was great Manifold um, Manifold yeah 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 um I love when Hope and Cable are on the page together that dynamic never gets old for me
1: I don't um, get it uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's he's her adopted dad essentially, um, and he raised her to be a soldier. And so, then she came back to present day and realized, uh, oh, I don't really have to be that anymore. It's a good. It's yeah.
2: a the yeah. quick the quick version is after House of M, there was a point where no other mutants were ever going to be born. No one, but then Hope yeah. was born, and so uh, to protect her, Cyclops sent her. To the future with Cable, where she was raised as Cable's uh, daughter. For you know.
1: Okay, I'm I'm remembering this because uh, issue two was from her point of view, right? Where
0: of Legion of like, X,
1: yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Never mind. Okay, yep. Legion of yeah, X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, okay.
2: Um, One other thing. Speaking speaking of Legion, very specifically, um, Vulcan, and all. I don't, I don't know if this is a recent Summers thing, but Vulcan feels very much like what the. the f, f, it feels like they're talking about him the way people used to talk about Legion. Yeah. He's just on the edge. He's, crea- he's creating all these people and he's talking to himself and he c-
0: could destroy us all in a second. He's so powerful. I would say he's been like that since War of Kings. And that's why they wrote him, They took him off the board completely. Mm, um, okay. War of Kings, he was like a universe-ending threat. You yeah, know, or, like or Black fun, Bolt and know. humans and the Shi'ar and the Guardians and everyone had to kind of come in and stop him. Um, how do you introduce him to the X-Men when he's so strong? Uh, you make him crazy and he can't use all his powers correctly. I think that's the only real way of doing it. And then he's also yeah. a ticking time bomb. Um Dude's fucked up. He's real messed up.
2: Yeah, aren't they
0: all? They just came out with a, a Vulcan uh, Marvel Legends action figure in the same costume he's wearing right now. Uh, they had like a whole new build for him. I was like, it's, a good it's a good looking.
1: Yo, can we talk about the Magneto just coming in to kick ass?
0: Yo. Yo.
2: And the way he kicks
1: ass? Come on. That was fucking cool.
0: I didn't care for him crying. That felt a little much for me.
1: Yeah. I can see it. He's he's been through a lot of shit. He feels a lot. He he's has feelings, it. Tyler. Okay, he's been through a lot. All
0: right. It's fair. That's fair.
1: My boy Magneto.
0: Um, I'm having fun with this. I like Al Ewing's art. I like how Al Ewing uh, does space shit because um, that's pretty much all he does right now. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 digging this. I think out of the out of the new X Men books, you know, you got Legion, you got uh, Knights, you got uh, the Cop Lord. One. Um yeah, Mortal. Uh I think this might be my favorite one right now. It also helps that it has a lot of characters in it that I like. So You
1: know what? I think you might be right. Yeah.
0: The Caselli art <laughs> too is just like consistent.
2: Yeah. That was good. That was yeah.
1: good. Yeah, There's like nothing wrong here. I think Yeah. I think in you, it, yeah. the use of panels, the beats. It's good.
2: Yeah. I think you might be right. This might be the best one.
1: Because Legion is fucking weird, Immortal. I feel like stuff isn't yet building up to anything. Yeah, this one at the very least we have, we have like moving Movement. pieces. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yep. Especially this issue. Um, so I, I would say pull it, especially if you if you read the two previous issues. I would pull this.
2: Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So those those are the those are the books we read this week. But those aren't the only books we read this week. Um, Because we have a a little thing here called Comics Tag, where uh, one of us gets tagged with a comic, has to read said comic, talk about said comic, and then tag somebody else with a new comic for next week. Um, So I tagged Marco with uh, reading Savage Dragon number 262 by Eric Larson, Um, the return of Savage Dragon to the monthly comic space, uh, which I also read. It's a a new arc, Scorched Earth, which... Oh, did you? I I read it too, yep. Okay. Uh, what you what you think? We're, we're we're in current day, Savage Dragon Marco, throwing your you right know, in.
1: It was it was funny because uh, you know typically they don't. I feel like comics won't mention the out outside world all that often, and so what was this page two, <laughs> three. It's just like oh COVID, oh yeah, you know this person did or didn't get vax, and um, it, people are wearing masks, and it just it felt oddly just a presence of mind and i did not expect that that threw me off Mm -hmm. um but then once i got into it i i had fun it was it was goofy um i think the the art while i i can appreciate it um it's good it's not a style that i necessarily crave there's a lot of you know jagged lines things are um it feels very sometimes 90s vertigo with like these thick inks um and uh i mean i'm i'm going to i'm going to keep reading this um okay. i think just because it's it's different enough to what i've read in the past uh where as much as it is about superheroes i think this is a bit different in that uh, people die. And that's <laughs> there, that For
0: Kale, there is a character who, because she's a superhuman, thought she didn't need to get vaccinated and dies of COVID in this yeah. issue.
1: <laughs> Just like out the gate. I'm like, well fuck. Yeah. Okay. Um I get it. Uh yeah, this was this was good. This was fun. Um definitely definitely gonna read it. Um at least for the next few issues, see to see where it goes, see if I really stick to it. But it's fun otherwise.
0: What I'm learning I like about Savage Dragon is that it's this weird combination of a superhero comic and also almost somebody's personal journal. Um, mm. I think uh, Eric Larson really kind of copes through this book, copes through his everyday life through this book, uh, strangely. Uh, It even talks about it. You know, he had like a writer's block in the, in the, the back matter here. It seems, it seems to be, that's why this book was delayed for so long. Hmm. Um, and it's him like literally coming to terms with COVID still, you know, coming to terms with people who aren't vaccinated. Um, meanwhile, also being a book where, uh, some guy gets dragon blood on them and explodes like a little pimple. Like (laughs) there's still superhero shit going on. Um, and it's this weird combination of the two that is, I can see why people like it. I, I think personally, I think I would like more modern day Savage Dragon as opposed to the 90s original Savage Dragon, which I think was more typically just superhero shit. Um, now it's a little more nuanced, even though there was some horny shit going on where like Eric Larson was obviously just bricked up 24-7, um, maybe like four, three or four volumes ago. Um, but yeah I, I like this and it's this weird combination where it's like it's like the middle ground of indie and big two like it feels like that you know because um, it's an homage I mean Eric Larson was an artist at Marvel way back when there are some great Spider-Man issues that I've you know I've read of his um, so it's that style mixed with just a human coping with that through this lens somehow and i i Starting to be find it endearing, which God damn it, Matt, uh, he's gonna be happy that I said that. But
1: I uh, any recommendation that Matt Matt puts forward, I uh, I will consider heavily. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I I I go like okay, he's putting this out. Like he put up a picture uh, a few days ago on Twitter of just like manga that he wants to they wanted to pick up that he didn't get a chance to, but he's taking a picture just like to remember. There were two books that. I was like, "Oh, I know this one, and this is on my list." And in two other books, I'm like, "Hmm, let me dig into this because maybe it's gonna be good."
0: I'm about to throw uh, Berserk as one of my options for uh, the uh, the book club, just so I can I can find a reason to finally read it because he's been telling me to read it. Everyone's been telling me to read it. A thousand percent. That could be fun. But yeah, that's uh, that's Savage Dragon Marco. What's what's your tag? Who are you tagging? So I have
1: two books. You mind. can tag
0: Sean. I will say I will allow I will, I will allow Sean to be tagged even though he's not here.
1: No, I will. Um, I want to tag uh, Kale, and uh, I have two books in mind, and I want I want you to pick which one you'd be more interested in. Um, to be fair, one you have to pay for; the other one is on Comicsology Unlimited. So, uh, whether or not that informs a decision, that's not on me. But the first one is called Mamo, by Sas Millage. It's Mamo April, number five. Haha! no mamo no b it oh, okay. is a boombox book actually so it's uh made for a YA audience but I uh I, I adored it it was super cute um I'm gonna oh, read the yeah, description yeah, yeah it's called Orla O'Reilly the youngest in the light and a long line of hedge witches is compelled to return home after the death of her grandmother mamo in the wake of her mamos passing seas are impossible to fish crops have soured even joe mandalow's attic is taken over by a poltergeist and to make matters worse it appears that the cause is mamo or her mislaid bones that is can orla shoulder the responsibility of quieting her Mamo's spirit saving her hometown and will she have uh, to step up as the new witch of hardzin um, it's a magic book uh it also focuses a bit on the relationship of the two characters and i think it's balanced pretty well um uh, again why focus so uh, while they don't express the 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 subtext is two women uh two girls sort of uh, also discovering themselves um but in this larger context of we need to solve this mystery or else our home will be uh potentially destroyed mm. the second is uh i absolutely loved this book uh hood um it is by nick roche and chris o'halloran and the uh, the description is what's scarier fighting demons or letting your kids down that's what a group of parents will find out as their plans to solve the school's long-standing mystery lead to one parenting nightmare after the other most days, the to-do list is the same. Drop kids at preschool, grab coffee with other parents, go go something in the woods, fight demonic entities, collect kids, nap time. Hmm. And I might have mentioned this.
2: Yeah, I remember you shouting this out. Yeah.
1: I really, really like this book. Um, so, hmm. Kale, you have your choice. You have Scarenthood or you have Mamo?
2: That's hmm. tough because Scaranthood does sound like something I would like but I just need to hate things so bad. <laughs> I, I, it's, um, You're purposely picking the hate book. It's good content. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're, they're both about five issues, so short reads, but I would only ask uh, the first two issues, or the first issue, just to
0: see if you can get into it. I'll try Mama. Okay. Those boombox books, they got a niche that they're working with that works really well. And I'll yeah.
1: tell you, shit hit
0: there was a there was that vinyl book. What was that? Do you remember that one? There's like a the bunch, bunch of girls that worked at a record store.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh,
0: that was very good. From what I, I remember. I, I think I know the person who made that. If wrong. you do, let them know. Very good book. Good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, comic tech. So I guess we'll talk about that next week. Mm. Um, but Mama. we have some polls for next week. Polls. Um, I am going to be pulling uh, Black Adam number one uh, of a twelve issue limited series. Um, oh, wow. mostly because it's
2: almost like it's, there's a film coming out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's Christopher Priest uh, writing it. I have not read anything by Christopher Priest. I did not like. Um, dude, make Death uh, Deathstroke uh, a fantastic book. Um, so maybe he can do the same magic for uh, for Black Adam. I believe it's Rafa Sandoval on art too, which. Again, no slouch. Um, And I'm also also pulling and I Hate This Place, number two, by Kyle Starks, Artyom Toplin, uh, and Lee Lowridge. Um, This is... I read the first issue. It's essentially the story of uh, 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 a couple of uh, literal U-Haul lesbians who um, take a U-Haul to this uh, farm that uh, one of the characters got as an inheritance. Um, As they get there, they realize it is Infested with some kind of ghost. Um, they cannot leave the place and something's coming to get them. Uh, and there's like these VHSs that have been left over by the previous tenants of how to properly deal with that, like a rule book almost. Um, and it's them dealing with that as like this. They're an established couple, but also like new enough where like the, you can feel like the idiosyncrasies of each of them have, they, they've mm-hmm. not really come to terms with that they're um, learning about each other still yeah they're they're, they're yeah. learning about it and and yeah it's um it's 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 fun it's weird uh and the first issue hooked me um Kyle starks is, is good so i'd recommend that nice. um marco you picked the lonesome hunters number one. Oh, you picked a tyler crook book believe it or not I picked a tyler <laughs> crook book he's my boy
1: a book by Tyler um, Crook. I've been a big fan of Crook's work since uh, Harrow County. That's where I first came across him. You got that swamp thing? And time he uh, do
0: commission? new
1: stuff, uh, either with uh, Jeff Lemire in the, what is it? The Stone um, Stone King. Uh, he did Cosmogog. Is that what it is, Kale? Um, in the, the Jeff Lemire extended uh, Black Hammer. Oh, uh,
2: yeah, I think so. I can't hear you. Is it the uh, cosmonaut?
1: Is that me? Oh, that's me. All right. I think it's that's you. you, yeah. Yeah, um, it's you we'll address yeah. that later. What's and, the hook for um, this crook book? Yeah, I just really, really enjoy his uh, his work.
2: What's the hook for this crook book? I don't know if he can hear you.
0: All right, uh, Marco. I uh, Clement- you guys, so Clement- gonna- Clementine. We're almost done. Okay.
1: Clementine. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm i'm a- all right. right. <laughs> So this is this is a Tilly Walden book. Uh, Tilly Walden is a cartoonist coming out of um, coming out of Texas has been recently blowing up in the scene as just a premier artist. I think one of the things that she does really well is incorporate her architecture background into a lot of books. So a lot of the what you see are these grander sort of um, uh, uh, designs, um, which are really visually interesting. And then she intercuts a lot with uh, just these personal dramas. I got her uh, one of the collections that she had put out recently with three books, uh, "A City Inside." I love this part and the end of summer. Uh, real, real good stuff that uh, I think people can should really check out. She does a lot of just interpersonal stories that work really well. And uh, I'm I'm in this I'm on this book more so for her than anything else. I know it's part of the walking dead stuff, but for me, if it's Tilly Walden, I'm picking up the book. No questions asked.
0: I have this pre-ordered. I'm getting this physically. Um, I'm excited for this. The whole Clementine's whole arc in the walking dead uh, video game, which is a strange origin for a comic book character to start off in a video game. Um, Fantastic. So I'm excited to see this book for sure. Her, Um, um, her
2: issue in, uh, in the, image uh what was that the image uh, 30th anniversary yeah, or whatever yeah not that long ago was
0: probably the best one
2: it's True.
0: yeah work. yeah so her, kelly you're picking um, up a wait yeah, oh marco you can to, hear us now
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah sorry to okay. i was, gonna, I was just yeah. gonna call out um the her uh one of her other books spinning is a eisen award winner um, oh, and she came out with uh, on a sunbeam which i think was nominated as well but uh yeah again just real good stuff would absolutely recommend it to anybody
2: hey what's the hook for that crook book tyler crook you that's it you don't know what it's about
0: i don't know crook, what it's about, crook is but... the hook of the the crook book oh, damn right. that's hard exactly to say. crooks the he hook of the hook. book that's the hook go. of the crook book Yeah. yeah. Um right. okay, I'll talk, talk about some uh, Dark Crisis Young Justice number one, uh, one of six uh, limited series coming out.
2: Yeah, so Young Justice is my favorite teenage superhero team. The This is where – this is my roots in comic books. Um, these are all characters that I've grown up with and have a deep, deep love for. So you can imagine my devastation when Bendis took over the Young Justice title. (laughs) Um, I'm pumped to uh, pick this up because someone else is on it. Um, The cool thing about this is it feels like the very, very first Young Justice book, which actually wasn't even a Young Justice book, it happened to be... I think it was called... um, jla world without grown-ups or something hmm. and robin superboy and impulse um go to no that wouldn't be that anyway they go to this other world where they have to figure out how to and it's the first time they've ever met they have to figure out how to work as a team and get off this planet and rescue whoever it is they're rescuing i don't remember uh, but it's early Humberto Ramos. Um, oh, so yeah. so good. Um, but I have a deep love for these characters, and and um, this book is about Robin, Superboy, and Impulse being gone. Um, I guess they're they're lost in worlds where their lives are perfect, and now the only person that is interested in finding them is Wonder Girl which is incredible because she uh sought them out to join the team way back in early young justice too so um yeah this feels right this feels like a high five to high school kale <laughs>
0: And you also picked the silver coin. Uh, this and issue being, being written by uh, James Tinian. James Tinian, yeah.
2: yeah, that's why I'm. That's why I'm here for it. This, uh, it sounds. The description makes it sound like it is a continuation of the first story. Huh. Um, in 1978, a firefighter finds a strange silver coin in the charred ruins of a nightclub.
1: Oh, yeah. I think.
2: I think that's. That was the first story. Was the story of the, the guy in the band, the
0: guitarist. Have you been reading yeah. the um this series every issue so far? Not every issue, no. So I have, and there have been like little bits and pieces where like, oh wait a minute, there's like a little connection to stuff. Um, not so much where it's like, oh god, no, is this Avengers yeah. of Silver Coin, you know? But um, enough where it's like, okay.
2: Right. But even that little connection, because the you know it's an anthology book done by different writers, like that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Michael Walsh on art is fantastic. Incredible. The silver Coin, I think out of like ongoings, is probably one of my favorite ones going on right now. It's nice. so it's so interesting yeah.
2: to see what like the 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 hot minds in comics are doing right now when they turn their eye toward the Silver Coin. You know, mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a that's a great way to phrase it. Yeah,
0: especially since there's an eye on the silver coin. I, I see did there. That was good. Would you believe that wasn't on purpose? Uh, no, that was on purpose. Just take credit. I did that on purpose. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're pulling this week. I don't know what Sean's pulling. Sean's pulling the, the lever on a nice slot machine. That's what he's <laughs> doing. Right. Let's hope Sean <laughs> hits it big, guys.
1: Oh, no, man, he's he's man. drowning our all of our um, our monthly winnings now. And all the patron patron
0: money's going there. <laughs> oh, oh no. Man. um but yeah, it's you like, can um <laughs> I guess we'll uh, we'll see you on Saturday with Sean and Sean will be here. Um I'll be here. Um possibly hungover, but I will be here. Um <laughs> Oh yeah, tell him uh I got a pack weekend. I gotta I'll talk to you after the show, Marco, but uh, okay. I got a pack weekend. All right, let me know. Um, okay. But yeah so uh, uh, follow us on all the socials uh, twitter.com slash the comics pals uh, youtube.com slash the comics pals if you are not following us on Twitch and you're watching us live just like uh, Yesaya did previously um, give us a follow it oh, doesn't hurt doesn't hurt you unless you have like really brittle bones and it hurts to press buttons and then uh, I would still say do it suck it up and do it um, but uh, yeah it, it, it just feels good if we see those numbers go up number go up feel good that's that's how serotonin works
2: <laughs> number will feel good. number bigger better,
0: better um feel so if you can make our numbers get bigger everywhere feel better for us it will
1: mm, number thank four, you and thank you to those who tuned in uh sultan yeah. always on it Catherine Sars always on it appreciate you guys Yesaya, uh,
2: welcome we'll hope to see you next week um
1: yeah.
0: but yeah you can catch us on saturday at 10 15 uh every right. saturday for a normal show Ish. our normal comics pals show
2: 10, uh, we're, we're, instead
0: of me drinking beer, I'm drinking coffee instead. So, Eastern. 10.15 uh, Eastern time. Yeah, that's for, for our audio listeners. Uh, but yeah, until then, uh, Kale.
2: We're the Comics Pals. We'll see you next week. There we go. Bye-bye, guys.